Hi, good morning, Tri-Village. My name is Melissa. I'm part of our Front Door Ministries and local outreach team here, and I'm so excited to welcome you to our final day of Missions Fest. It's been a really great week. We've had a lot um, happening online, so uh, for those of you at home, I hope that you've been able to, to join us for some of our online events. For everyone that's here, I just want to remind you of a couple things, um, especially if it's your first time or your first time back in a while. Uh, we're doing things a little bit differently. We are, did ask you when you signed up um, to wear a mask and to practice social distance. And these are practices that we're going to continue to do to continue to um, keep everyone safe around us. That's also why we need you to register, just so we can keep track of our space and make sure that um, we've got the right numbers of people coming in. So thank you for doing that, and please keep registering um, and keep taking those steps. And again, it's not we don't do it because we're um, living in fear, but we're doing it because this is the best way that we can care for a community, for each other. Um, we're willing to set aside our preferences and our comfort so that those around us can be comfortable. So thank you for doing that. Um, Another reminder, when we finish, the ushers will dismiss you row by row starting from the back. So um, be ready for that. That's just to help us um, space out as we leave. But we're not trying to kick you out. We would love for you to stick around, um, hang out outside, and say hi. If you're new or if it's your first time or your first time back in a while, drop by the welcome desk and say hi. So I'm excited. We've got a video to start us off this morning. Kayo ang ilaw ng sandibutan. Ustedes son la luz del mundo. You are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others. Una ciudad en lo alto de una colina no puede esconderse. Hagan brillar su luz delante de todos. See your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. And glorify your Father in heaven. You are the light of the world. Well, good morning, Tri Village. Would you stand up with us as we get started this morning? We're excited to have you here with us as we sing. Oh, 
Where people pray, where we hear worship, He hears. 
out loud, sing his praise out loud. Awake my soul and sing, sing his praise out loud, sing his praise out loud. all that we have and all that we are. Father, we sing your praises out loud, but may that be an outer expression of an inner commitment to you, Father, a commitment to worship you, Father, a commitment to worship you and share our faith with others, a commitment to worship you and help those that are in need, Father, to be your hands and feet right here, right now. Father, we love you. We worship and we praise you and we honor you with our whole life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Good morning again, Tribe Village. It is a privilege to, uh, I get to update you this morning on our giving project. Um, 
for Missions Fest, we had, some of you remember, last week, Pastor Kyle challenged us um, as a church body to raise support across campuses for some of our global missionaries and our local partners who are uh, stepping up and caring for communities that have been hit hard in this past year. And so he, the goal was set to raise $40,000 for missionaries in Lebanon, um, Dominican Republic, East Africa, um, Bolivia, Pakistan, and Nepal. And we were also have our food drive and our diaper drive going for Hanover Township, Hanover Township um, Food Pantry to support our local community. So um, I am blown away by the response. You guys, we more than doubled what our goal was for this week. So yeah. And it's still coming in. So as of um, yesterday, we had um, the church family together gave $87,923 to share with our missionaries. Um, and locally, we've had uh, 4,000 diapers and 4,000 pounds of food that has come in on our food drive. So we are so excited to be able to celebrate that um, with our partners across the world. Um, just really amazing outpouring, a chance for us to really tangibly practice what we've been talking about, about letting our light shine in our community. So um, just take a moment. I want to just praise God and pray together for what he's done. Sovereign God, we are just amazed by you. We praise you that when your spirit moves, generosity follows. We thank you that you care for us so deeply. Like, like a loving parent, you are watching over us. You are aware of our needs throughout the world and can raise up um, support for, for your children in Lebanon through someone's giving in Streamwood, Illinois, and, and that you use others, you bless others so that they in turn share their blessings with us here, God, and we just are so thankful for you. We're thankful that you have begun a work of reconciling the brokenness that's on this earth, that you have engaged in it for centuries, and that you invite us as your church to be part of that, to be part of reconciling the brokenness, reconciling our relationships, and just ask that you would motivate and inspire our congregation to just know what it's like to share your love in our communities, that you would, um, that our neighbors would know we are Christians, not by our bumper stickers or our social media posts, but by our love. And we just, we thank you, God, that with everything we're facing today, it is in your, it is in your hands. And we come before you again today and ask again that you would intercede in the health crisis that's happening in our nation, that you would bring healing to Pastor Eric and those who are um, dealing with COVID right now, that you would protect their families, Lord. And that you would just bring healing in a more holistic sense. There's no one that hasn't been touched as people are struggling with jobs, with relationships, with our mental health, and you are God over it all. And so we just ask that you would be present in our lives, that you would be the healer, and the hope that we need in our world today. 
And God, we thank you that you are present. You're present with us today, and that makes this a holy space. And we thank you for the the ministry of reconciliation that you have given to Pastor Greg. And we just ask that today the message he shares wouldn't be just words that we hear, but that they would change our lives to look more like people of God. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.
Inviting us, his people, to extend the light of his word to a world searching for hope. Today, your church's 90 missionaries and partners are shining brightly around the world, leveraging their expansive array of gifts and creativity to bless more than 50 nations, bringing hope, restoration, and changed lives as they let their light shine. Across Europe, our missionaries are inviting youth to follow Christ through life-changing camping outreaches. They are training the next generation of church leaders and caring for refugees and immigrants, many hearing the gospel for the very first time. In East Africa, our partners are caring for vulnerable children and agricultural development is going hand in hand with church planting. Whole communities are being transformed from thriving schools in Asia to ministries providing education and opportunity for orphans in Latin America, children at risk are discovering hope and possibility. In the Middle East and North Africa, we are coming alongside strategic leaders who are courageously lifting up Christ. Through them, the light of the gospel is shining through digital strategies and other fresh ways capturing hearts in previously resistant cultures. In all these places, our missionaries, supported by your gifts and prayers, are shining, sharing, helping, and responding to unexpected challenges. We are a church sent far and wide, but we are also called to be light here in our community. And the ways you are doing that are countless. Loving our neighbor is the heart of Puente del Pueblo, where many of you invest in the lives of hundreds of children and their families, offering tutoring, practical support, and the gospel. Even as the coronavirus has disrupted our lives and many in our community are experiencing distress, you have responded with compassion and generosity, stocking food pantries, delivering groceries and medicine, and extending friendship and prayer to the isolated. Whether through organized ministries or as families and individuals, old and young, you have been using your gifts to reflect God's love and to point others to the source of light. Around the world and here at home, we are doing this together, letting our light shine that others might give God praise. Love that. One of the special things that we get to do for Missions Fest each year is we invite 
pastors and speakers who are practicing the things that we are talking about. So it is, it's an honor to have uh, Pastor Greg Armstrong with us today. Um, he is the founding pastor of Renew Church, which is a church plant in the western suburbs out in Lombard, so not too far from here. Um, he has worked in vocational ministry for the past 15 years uh, in worship, in a young adult ministry, and also as a church planter and lead pastor of his current church. So um, she's not able to be with us today, but Greg is honored to do life with his wife of 15 years, Crystal, and his two sons, Evan and Ethan. He's currently finishing his master's in theology at Northern Seminary, which will enable him to continue fostering conversations about multi-ethnic ministry, both academically and in our local church practices, which is really exciting. Um, in addition to this role at Renew Church, he's also the founder of Renew Movement, which is a collective of worship leaders, artists, and musicians who gather to fuel the local church with a passion for songwriting and unification and reconciliation through the arts. So I hope we get to hear a little bit about that today. I don't know. Um, this worship collective also serves as the framework for the annual Renew Worship Conference, worship school, and local worship leader cohorts throughout Chicagoland. So it is a privilege. It is an honor. Let's welcome Pastor Armstrong to Tri-Village. Appreciate it. Woo! Tri-Village, good morning. How are you? Oh, man, isn't it good to be alive and just loving Jesus? Come on, and just, and just being, I'm telling you, yeah, what an honor it is. What an honor it is to be here. I just want to give honor to this amazing church, the staff. I mean, you guys have been amazing. I know Pastor Eric's down, uh, but we just send prayers and love his way. But I just want to, I just want to let you know how, how, how much of a privilege it is to be here. And listen, um, you know, I'm, I'm a young boy from Maywood, Illinois. Grew up in Maywood. We got, I was about to say, wait a second. We got some, we got some wood in the house? But uh, Maywood, Illinois, I went to school, private school in Elmhurst growing up. Majority white uh, school. As a young black boy, my, gran my grandfather pastored a church on the west side of Chicago in K-Town for 40 years. That's where, my, that's where my introduction to the ecclesia came and so I'm a messed up individual. I mean, I got friends, man. I mean, from oh, some of my best friends were Filipino, Indian, white, black. And then, you know, so during the week, we're singing Michael W. Smith, right? Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know about that. Uh, and 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 on Sunday, I'm in this little church, man. We got no air conditioning. We're wearing robes. Y'all know black church. Like, we we got no, we got no AC, but we got the hottest robes that you can possibly find. And so I grew up in this context where, you know, until I became an adult, I didn't know that God was shaping my life to be a bridge, to be a bridge um, where all nations and cultures can come under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And we can see the gospel go forward because we got some we got some work to do here. So I just want to say I just want to give that little intro. Thank you for the kind introduction, Melissa. And I, it's an honor to be here. Uh, like real quick before I preach, because I know I know what everybody thinks. Let's be honest now. OK, I'm, I have a multi-ethnic church, so you got to get used to me saying like, you know, white, black and color. You got to get used to that. You see a black preacher, you think, OK, how long are we going to be here? Now, Pastor Eric told me I got two hours, so I'm going to get you out here right at the two. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. But I will tell you a secret. When you see an African-American preacher, the more you talk to him, the quicker he leaves. Trust me. 
All right. So I want I want I want us to want us to play ball with each other today. But yeah, I have my my amazing uh, my wife of 15 years. We'll we'll celebrate 16 years in December. Um, two boys, uh, nine year old stud and a three year old, and he is wearing me out. Uh, and watch this. We got one on the way. I mean, any day now. Oh man, come on, any day now. So I want to give honor to my wife who's not here today and just show her love. She is the most amazing woman I've ever met in my life. And I'm telling you something, I am blessed to have had 16 wonderful years uh, with her as we continue the journey. But I've been, I've been like, you know, she started nesting differently this time. I'm doing all the work. <laughs> I'm painting bathrooms. We're buying new furniture. I'm not handy. I'm a musician, right? So I don't do that kind of stuff. And I've just been working and working and working. So y'all pray for me uh, as I'm trying to just, just land the plane here, right? Just land the plane. But I want, I want to talk to you today about an opportunity that we have. And when I say we, uh, I mean that. I mean we, us. Um, I pastor a multi-ethnic church um, here in the West Suburbs. I'm right here with you. I'm familiar with all these streets. Um, and so when I look at you, I, I think to myself, I might have passed you in Starbucks. We may have bumped shoulders somewhere at the grocery store. We may, we may have, you know, I don't know. I know you don't know me, I don't know you, but, but we're, we're, we're in this thing together. And so, I, you know, when I heard the key scripture for this week, and by the way, it's an honor to end Missions Fest. I'm telling you, what a great, great, what awesome work y'all are doing. Uh, when I heard the key scripture, I said, yeah, that's, that's what we want right there. That's, I believe that's God's word for this hour. And... Um, Listen, let me, let me read it for you again. I know you've probably heard it all week. You've seen it on social media. You've seen it on videos. But God's word is powerful today. Matthew 5, 14. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one. I love that. No, nobody, nobody lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Somebody say amen. amen. Woo, Jesus, that's good. Now listen, I come from, I'm, I'm a Baptist boy, you know, born and bred, so I got to give the, this message a title, you know what I mean? And so I, I, I want to I put a subject to what I want to talk about today, and it's this, shine with me. <laughs> shine, come on, shine we, I know you got to shine, but watch this. We got to shine. Shine with me. God, we thank you today for your word. I thank you for this church. My goodness, uh, what you're doing in this world through this body, we give you glory for that. Father, I pray that you do more. You do more, Lord. Let our hearts burn for you. Jesus, we pray today. I don't, I don't just want help to preach it. I want, I want help for us to receive it. Holy Spirit, we, we trust you. We love you. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Who I like y'all. Y'all talking this church. Here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. I want, I want to start with this quote by one of my favorite theologians, German scholar named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He says this. He says, the person who's in love with their vision of community will destroy community. But the person who loves the people around them will create community everywhere they go. Go. 
I'm going to give you my take on this. I'm, I, I feel that Bonhoeffer was trying to say this. He was trying to say, when, when we have our own personal vision of community, we are subject to inherently and inadvertently uh, be tribal and uh, uh, very reserved with who we want to be around, who we want to love, who we want to walk with. That, that just instinctly, all of us, we're tribal individuals. And we say, I want to be with people who look like me, who smell like me, who vote like me, who dance like me, who sing like me. And, and inadvertently, we just want, that's what we will draw to ourselves. But, but what Bonhoeffer is saying is that if you look around at the intersection of individuals that God brings your way, through all the seasons of your life. I don't care what they look like, where they come from, how old they are, what their educational background is, what their religious background is. If you make a commitment to love everybody he brings by you, you are now creating community. You're now creating community. You're creating biblical, uh, 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 reconciling the power of the Holy Spirit community. And I want to say something to you, Tri-Village. I believe this with all my heart. I believe the Bible gives us an indication that God, from the beginning of time, I'm talking about the, the creation narrative. I believe that God lived in community from day one. Genesis 1, if we go back there, he says, let us let us make man in our own image. Come on, we're going to do this together. I believe God uh, uh, inherently in his, in his majestic and divine DNA has always lived within the beautiful parameters of community. And I, you know, when I read the, the scripture and the narrative of, of the Bible, you know, the children of Israel come on the scene and God says, listen, you are my people and I am your God. He was fostering community. I believe throughout the narrative, of the scripture when the prophets showed up they began preaching and prophesying to nations y'all gotta be together because God loves you and he has brought you together Jesus comes on the scene and one of his first acts of church planting or whatever you want to call it is he finds 12 ragamuffin tax collectors fishermen some of, some of us ought to be thankful that he called them because you know I'm, if he called them he called me praise God but he, he called them, yes, he called them to, to turn the world upside down. Yes, he called them to, for the gospel to infiltrate the nation. Yes, but he called them to community. Community. Spending time together. Being, we're all different. Peter, you're a hothead. We got to fix, fix Matthew. We got to fix your, your Levi. We got to fix your tax collector spirit that you got on you. You, you know what I mean? We, we got so many different people in our circle, and I believe that God's just used to that. And in the same way, family, in the same way God has commissioned us to not only be in community, but to create community. Do you understand that this, this gospel that we're engaged in is a very intentional gospel? It doesn't just come to you. Like, you know, people, you, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, we, we wanted to be this way, but our churches, we plan our churches, and we just hope that everybody comes to Jesus. Like, I want y'all to come to the building. I remember my grandfather, his, his methodology in, in pastoring early on, he was like, bring people to the church, bring them in, bring them in. I used to think to myself, I can bring somebody in, but why not just get them while, while they're right there in Walmart? You know what I mean? Like, why don't I just, why don't I just get them right there? They might come to church, they might like the music, they might like the preaching, they might come one Sunday and not come again, but if I get them there, 
Like if I'm paying for this woman's groceries today, maybe she will feel, right, the community that I'm creating. Have you ever done something for somebody random and all of a sudden it sparked a relationship? It sparked a relationship. I love those stories. And so we're trying to teach our church, every new church, we're trying to teach like a presence-based theology, which means that everywhere you are, he is. And you need to create community in every place that you go. In Starbucks, you need to create community. In Jewel, you need to create community. Do you all go to Jewel? Okay, I like Jewel. My wife thinks it's a little expensive, but I think I, I like Jewel. You know? So, you know, you create community. My second favorite store in the world is Walgreens. You know, I, you need to create community in Walgreens. I mean, you got to be able to create community everywhere you go. And I believe that's what's going to be the strength of the gospel moving forward, even though the coronavirus has come to interrupt our plans. Uh, God still has us on mission. You are the light of the world. And so what, you know, I dreamed of days like this because before we planted our church, I said, God, would you open up opportunities for us to just be with other congregations that don't look like me so that we can just encourage each other in the Lord? Because here's the thing, uh, uh, we, God has already orchestrated the multi-ethnic community that you and I live in. I mean, Streamwood, come on. West Chicago, come on. Lyle, uh, Aurora, uh, uh, Lombard, it's happening all over the place. God, can, can you see what's going on? Like, like God literally, and, I, and I, 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 I tell this to church planners all over the place. I said, look, I'm thankful for the West Suburbs. Something's happening. Like, I'm starting to get friends from all nations. Like, these communities are becoming more diverse and and, and, and we can't have an individualistic uh, me gospel in this season. We're going to have to have a others, different, you and I. You see what I'm saying? Uh, my buddy has been teaching me about the band Chicago. Oh, yeah, that's some good stuff right there. <laughs> I'll be honest. And, you know, I had to show him a little James Brown. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's nothing wrong with a little bit of that. Uh, the beauty that's being built in community because of our differences. Who who wants this? I don't. You know, when I started to discover a life where I could learn things about other cultures and we can be present together in the present. Oh man, who doesn't want that life? So I want y'all to know today that I am an ambassador for bridges being built in the western suburbs. I want us to I want us to engage this city together because it's becoming more diverse, more multi-ethnic. And I love the work y'all doing overseas. I love the money we're sending over there. I love the work we're doing in third world countries. But Lord knows we got a mission field right out these doors. Oh, we got some work to do right out these doors. And I'm committed to it. And I know you are too. Can I jump into a little bit of this real quick and I'm gonna let you go? Here's what I here's what I noticed in the text we read today as it relates to Jesus preparing us for this kind of community, this kind of engagement. Uh, oftentimes, if you read the scriptures, you'll notice that before God deploys you into an assignment, he, he has to affirm your identity. Because none of us feel worthy to do what God has called us to do. And, and when I was reading this text, I, I, I stopped at the first two words. He said, you are. You are. You are. Now, this was early in his ministry because this is Matthew 5. He had just gathered his disciples together, and these guys were a mess. I mean, they were all over the place. And before they could manifest any sense of godly behavior or mission, he called them 
what they weren't yet. In other words, God, come on, God is so faithful to call us into a calling that we're not even prepared for yet, that we're not even, we we don't exemplify what it means to be a missionary, but God says, but you already are though. Because God, watch this, he is masterful at calling things that be not as though they were. He is masterful at looking at a young drug-addicted brother on the west side of Chicago and saying, ah, you listen to me, uh, I, I know what y'all see, but I see something else. He, he, he looks at a young brother from Streamwood who's been strung out or who comes from an abusive family or an abusive context, and he says, well, y'all threw him away, but y'all threw her away, but ooh, I don't know, I see something there. uh, Let me take a quick pit stop, church, because I want to encourage you for a second. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what your history is. I don't care what your lineage is. God sees something in you. Mm, There's a seed in you. There's something in you that God, he is faithful. Paul said it. He said that God, he's not going to stop working on me until the day of Jesus Christ, which means that Jesus and the Holy Spirit will dig for that seed of promise, that seed of purpose, as long as he needs to, because he sees something in you you don't yet see. Oh, he's faithful to do that. And that's why when we engage a lot of brothers and sisters within the western suburbs and even in the city, we have to speak to them what they are. Oh, man, you're a, you're a, you're a powerful woman of God. Oh, you are gifted, man of God. You, oh, you have everything you need to, to fulfill the purpose that God has in your life. I know the school system said you, won't, you weren't worth much, but God says that you, you, you have wisdom from heaven. I know the world, I know the economy says that you, you're in a certain class and you may have a certain amount of money, but uh, God looks past him. That's not what my focus is. There's something in you. That's why when the children of Israel were like, we want a king that looks like Pastor Greg. You know what I'm saying? Somebody with some, 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 at, and I, I, you know, I'm struggling. I got the, I, I got the, you know, the stay at home extra pounds this, this year. But they said, we want somebody strong and we want somebody who goes, who's a warrior. We want somebody, uh, we want a king. God says, see, y'all look at, y'all look at that stuff. That's what you look at, how good he looks, where he came from. Y'all look at, I look at the heart. I look at what I can do on the inside. And if he will allow me to, we can do something with him. But if he won't, then he's just going to be a good looking man. I came to encourage you, family, that all the work that the church is asking you to do as far as missions and engaging the community and the world, you may feel like, well, Pastor G, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a, I don't proclaim. I don't, I don't have a microphone. No, no, no. You are. You are in your, in your sphere of influence. You are. You are. And you know what else that means, family? Uh, don't throw nothing at me, okay? All right? That means that we, we got to fight for each other. If we're the light of the world, you know, it's funny. Watch this. I got friends all over the country who won't even fly to Chicago because they think that as soon as you get off the plane, somebody's waiting there, you know, to shoot you or something. <laughs> Ain't that funny? Like, I literally talked to a friend from San Antonio two weeks ago, and he's like, yeah, I would love to come visit you, Pastor G, but my wife don't want to come. I said, why not? Well, she's afraid as soon as we get off the plane. I said, O'Hare? <laughs> like, you're going to pass up Garrett's popcorn because you think somebody's going to shoot you? 
Like, you really going to do that? You're going to pass up the beautiful skyline of Chicago? Are you kidding me? This is the most beautiful city in the world. I'm biased. You know what I mean? You're going to pass up on it? Why? Because there's a perception of our city, outside of our city, um, that our city is too dark for good light. Yeah, yeah, people think Chicago's dark. And not just Chicago, but Streamwood and Aurora. and They think it's dark. They, they, they lump it all together. They say it's dark. Well, here's the thing. Jesus said there's got to be some, some light in dark places. What's the point of having light when the sun's out? We need light when it's dark. What am I saying, family? I'm saying you and I, the lights shine with me. You are us. We got to fight for each other. Come on. Uh, 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 when, when, when people are being abused over in this corner, the lights need to show up. And, and you know, one light is good. Two, two, lights is, two lights is better. Three lights is cool. Four or five. But, you know, thousands of lights, you, you can't do that. That dark space is about to be invaded with, a, with an army of lights. Come on. When communities, our community, our black community has just been, been hurting, man. We've just been... It's been hurting. We don't want nothing from you, but, but just some light. That's wrong. That's off. Some of my Hispanic brothers have sat with me and just weeped and said, I just want some light. Uh, one light's good. Two lights are good. Three lights. But we need more lights. You know, when we have young women being abused or families that are in, in are hurting and economic trials going on and everybody's hurting during this pandemic, we need some lights. So you and me, we are the light of the world. And listen, we can shine. The, the devil is in trouble. Now, I'm a Baptocostal. Did I tell you all that? <laughs> you know, I'm a Baptocostal, which means, I, you know, I got to talk about the devil some, at some point. It is. You know, the devil is in trouble when Tri-Village says, uh, Pastor Gray, I'm with that. Where does the light need to be today? <laughs> Where does the light need to be? And I say, I'm, the light needs to be over here. And then when you're in trouble, hey, family, the light needs to be over there. Hey, when he's in trouble, the light, when she's in trouble, the light needs to be over there. We are the light of the world. And family, here, let me tell you a couple things real quick. I'm, I'm almost out your way. Uh, we're, 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 not, we're not only what God called us, uh, what God called us to, but we are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. I'm gonna say, I said this to my church not too long ago. I said, there's a problem if our world and our city doesn't know who we serve. Jesus said, a city on a hill, it can't be hidden. And I challenged our church that maybe we need to turn some of our lights back on because uh, if the city was shining, everybody would know. Um, I've I've been the secret Christian the long time. I've done the secret Christianity for so long. Y'all, anybody like me? You're like, uh, 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 praise the Lord, I'm a, I'm a Christian. And then at work, there's some trauma that breaks out, and you're like, should I, should I pray? Should I say I'm, I'm a Christian? We can't confine our faith to this room. People at your job need to know who to go to when they're in trouble. People at your school need to know who to, who to go to when prayer, when prayer is needed. They need to know, oh, I'm, let me call Jim. I'm, he going to get a prayer through. He going to get a prayer through. 
You see what I'm saying, family? Like we can't be, uh, we can't hide it under a bushel. So I just want to encourage you today, uh, before I move on, I want to encourage you to let your light shine. Like let people know who you serve. Don't worry about uh, if you're going to be perfect, you won't be. But God is. But, but, but he has his agents placed in every area of society uh, for, for, for the infiltration of the gospel. And if, you're, if your light ain't on where you are, then we're missing part of the army. Folks need to know who we serve. How do we engage this? How do we engage this? How do we do this together? Are, we, are y'all with me today? We all right? Got about one hour left. That was my first point. I got five. <laughs> don't worry. My wife will be buzzing this phone like in five minutes. Trust me. I don't know where you are in your message, but I need you to stop. You blah, blah, blah. You're talking too long. Praise the Lord. Uh, here's how I see it. Um, I was trying to study up on some of the old school first century lamps and oil and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I stuck with a nice scented candle. And... Uh, now, here's the deal. Uh, I have very sensitive allergies, and this is, has like, you know, if I start sneezing and stuff, it's for the gospel, okay? Just, just bypass it. But, but here, here's how I see it. There, there, there are multiple components to a candle and the way in which light burns and fire uh, extends and provides light. And, and when I'm reading this text, here's what I'm thinking. We are the wick. With this part right here. What's the purpose of the wick? Watch this. The wick receives the fire. We're the ones to receive. Now, this goes back to you are because the wick is nothing without the fire. Remember. And what, is, what, what, what am I saying? I'm saying this, family. Uh, we need to get into a posture of receiving God's presence. His presence. God, uh, my life has gotten really regimented. I wake up, I go to work, take care of the kids, go to bed, fix the house, go to work, pay bills, etc. But God, in my opinion, in this season, God is calling his church to posture themselves for his fire, his presence. I can't tell you enough how powerful it is for you to posture yourself to the presence of God. God, let me experience you again. Oh, man, one day I was in the church and I was just weeping over when I first encountered him. Whoo, it's something about that. Uh, if you just think about that, think about when you first encountered God. It was just, oh, I got Jesus. My life is transformed. There's something that I'm feeling that, 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 that you know, like Jeremiah, there's like fire shut up in my bones. I just want to go to Bible study. I want to go to church. I want to serve. I want to serve. I want to be at a greeter. I, I want to do anything in God's house because there was a fire that came over you. You were a, a receiving, you were in a receiving posture. And I think in our faith, sometimes we get in the motions of life and church and we, we forget how to receive. God, refresh me again. Bring your fire back to me again. I need to be on fire for Jesus. Are y'all here? 
I'm not saying you got to be crazy. You ain't got to get a bullhorn and go in front of Walmart and start saying how, how, how people need to go to heaven. You don't have to do that. You don't have to go in and, 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 sh- and shut down uh, different establishments and, and shout Jesus. You just need to have that. I'm thinking about you. I need you. I love you. Oh, my goodness. Remember the days, God, when I was lost and you found me. I need that again. I've become a professional Christian, and professional Christians can't change anybody's life because professional Christians, we love the motions. Walk in the church, we sing the songs, we give our money, we go home. Walk in the church, we sing our songs, we go, we serve. Oh, somebody who's on fire is, uh, somebody's on fire who, who says, Look what the Lord has done. He's still doing miracles in my life. He's still touching my family. Things ain't perfect, but he's still keeping me. My grandmother, she didn't have a theological degree. She did not go to Bible school. She was not even very well educated, but my grandmother loved God. And I remember she would just say, he's keep, he's going to keep on keeping me. Sorry, educators in the room. That wasn't very grammatically correct, but that's all she could do. He keep on keeping me. He keep on keeping me. Waking up in the morning, he's keeping me. We need to get packed to a life where we wake up in the morning and say, God, this life wasn't promised to me today. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for another day. I get an opportunity to pray. I get an opportunity to seek your face. I get an opportunity to see who you are in my life. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Come on, y'all. I lived on the West Coast for a while, and I learned that fire was very contagious. When those wildfires would break off, you know, one spark of fire would, 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 would kick off another spark of fire. And let me tell you something. We might have a dryness epidemic in our city because ain't nobody on fire no more. Oh, we got the great screens, the lights, the cameras. We got all the good stuff. We got the production. We got the great teams, the musicians, the instruments, but no fire. Oh, y'all here with me? Y'all here? Programs, women's ministry, men's ministry, outreach, no fire. Oh, Jesus, come on. We got great music. We got great pastors and communicators and leaders, no fire. We need fire, which says, God. If we never return to the building again, I'll wake up in my kitchen tomorrow and I'll say to God, be the glory for the things that he has done. No, no pandemic is going to stop my worship. No pandemic is going to stop my gratitude, my praise, my adoration. We are the wick and God is trying to get us to receive the fire. What is the fire? The fire is his presence, his love, his his continued uh, pursuit of you. Y'all remember in Revelation, uh, I believe Revelation 3 or 4, he said, you all have done all the right stuff. I mean, oh man, those who were opposing the faith and, and, and preaching hypocrisy, you got them out the church. Those who were living in sin, you fixed it. You've done all the programs and oh, you've done that. But, but here's the one thing. You've lost your first love. Ooh, can, I, can I treat this like renewed church for a moment? Can we just slip our hand in the air just real quick and say, God, give me, give me the fire again. Come on, God. I, I, need to, I, I know church, but I need to know your fire, your presence, your love for me. Lord, your, your love for me uh, when you first called me. Uh, Lord, I need that back. And Lord, we receive it today in Jesus' name. Amen. That's the fire. And uh, y'all got good insurance here, right? All right. That's the fire. It's the wick. The 
the wick is rooted in the wax or in some cases with certain lamps in the oil. And the oil is the anointing. What is the anointing? The anointing is the ability, God's ability on you to do what you couldn't do in your natural self. Oh, man, you drive out to the city of Chicago and you say, God, how are we going to change this city? How are we going to change Streamwood? How are we going to infiltrate West Chicago? How are we going to deal with the young people who are getting caught up with drugs and, 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 a, and a life that's spiraling downhill? The anointing. Because, listen, God has a special anointing for this church to reach people that my church probably can't reach. We all have been planted in throughout this city to reach people, to reach people for the glory of God, and it's going to take the anointing. Why am I even saying this? It's because I'm trying to really, uh, 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 in the body of Christ, in my, in my local church, I'm trying to really get rid of this uh, self-dependence. And sometimes we think that our education, our money, our accolades, that they can change lives. That's not what changes lives. The anointing on you changes lives. God's ability on you changes lives. The oil, the wax, uh, what we're rested in, the anointing. You know, the work of reconciliation, I often question, uh, God, why do you keep having me do this? I would rather it just be an easy life, gather all people that look like me, only talk about issues pertinent to my community, and only address those that live within the same confines of race, etc., as it pertains to an African-American man. And every time I step into that world, he pulls me out. And every time he pulls me out, I feel naked. What am I going to say to other cultures to help foster reconciliation? What am I going to do? And you know what it is? It's the anointing. Have you ever done something that you said, I I was not good enough to do that? That's the anointing. Have you ever thought to yourself, how did we raise... $87,000 for missions. It's the anointing. It's the anointing of God doing what you can't do. And and I'm wondering this, and I'm almost done, I promise. I'm I'm wondering this. How much more does God want to do in our cities if we tap in to his anointing in the oil, in the wax? What the anointing does, what this wax does, it creates, it creates energy and And oxygen, and that's what keeps the flame burning. It creates gases, which keeps the flame burning. It's the anointing of God. Now, I know I'm a charismatic boy, Pentecostal boy, Baptocostal. And so we talk about the anointing all the time. You know, everything's about the anointing. And I don't know how, I don't know how you talk about it here at your church, but there is an anointing that you're walking in that keeps the flame burning. How do we tap into that God? I need your anointing to continue the work you've called me to do. By the way, this is for my young saints and my senior saints. Oh, thank God for you. That if you're still breathing on this earth, you still got to have the fire and the anointing. Oh, we need you. Oh, oh, there, there's no, there, you know, you're breathing. We need you. We need your work, your prayers, your, your, your fervent ability to push forward. We need your stories, your history. The anointing keeps the fire burning. And lastly, the fire, the presence of God, it creates, as I mentioned, this oxygen. 
and the oxygen is the community. Now, in a world right now where we're all living in the midst of some of the most craziest social unrest uh, that many of us, I know I, I have seen, I've been talking to my father-in-law who grew up in the 50s and 60s in Inglewood, and he tells me stories all over the place about race and issues. Uh, he said, we're back to it, man. We're dealing with a social dilemma. And watch this. The, the wick, the presence, and the oxygen that comes out of the anointing produces what we have here, me and you, in koinonia. Oh, community. Oh, listen to me. Oh, oh we, we need each other. We need each other. You need a brother you can call to say, hey, I don't know how to engage this, but I'll call Pastor Greg. He'll help. And what do I do? I step right in and coin in community. What do you need, brother? What can we do? How can we fix this? How can we move forward? How can I pray for you? I love you. That's the community that God's calling for. Let me go back to my original quote from Bonhoeffer. The one who has his own vision of community will destroy community. When you have your own vision of community, you can pick and choose how you want it to look. But when, but when one who loves each other creates community, and I'm going to tell you what we say at my church, you are stuck with me. <laughs> this is your crazy cousin up here today, and you are stuck with me. Let me tell you something. If I recognize any of your faces anywhere in Streamwood, West Chicago, Lyle, Aurora, Lombard, Villa Park, I'm going to say, hey, what's up, sister? I've been praying for you. Try Village in the house. And now you may get a little embarrassed because I'm the crazy cousin, but everybody's got a crazy cousin. But that's the community that God's trying to build. And I really believe, family, I grew up in Maywood, went to school in Elmhurst. I believe God created a life for me to be able to love you and be with you and build bridges of reconciliation and healing. And I believe this scripture today really lets us know that we are the light of the world and there's much work to be done here locally and that God wants to use you and I to do so. I want you to say this behind your mask. He's not done with me. He's not done with us. The very last thing I'd like to say to you before I take my seat is this. At the end of this text, he says this. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Can we remember the day that the purpose of our lives and the purpose of us being a light is to give God glory? Oh, my goodness. Everything I do, I don't care if this church quadruples in size. Please, family, please try village. It's for the glory of God. If God escalates you or, or prospers you or blesses you or, 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 or continues, please, it's for the glory of God. And I think where we missed it in some cases where that, that light started to flicker and we started to say, man, don't I smell good? Ooh, I'm not. Look, I got, the, I got the curves and the whistles and the, I got everything going on, right? I, don't you like me? And listen, this is not for everybody to look at you. This is for everybody to see the flame and be redirected to God. 
It's his glory. That's why we preach the gospel. That's why we give to missions. That's why we celebrate missions fest. It's to the glory of God. Please, I know you're not doing this, but I'm just encouraging you. I know you, I know you did well and raised a lot of great money and touched a lot of great lives. It ain't for you. It's for the glory of God. It's, not for, it's for the glory of God. It's not for you to think that I'm, I'm doing well. It's for the glory of God and family. If we can create a culture in the western suburbs with Tri-Village and Renew Church and any other church who wants to jump on board, because y'all know I'm crazy. I'm calling everybody. Did y'all know that? Y'all know I'm crazy, right? Oh, I'm calling pastors. I'm calling Presbyterian pastors, Catholic priests, uh, Episcopal uh, uh, priests. I'm calling black churches, white churches. And that's how we started our worship movement. Isn't that right, Cheryl? We started our worship movement because I was just mad. I'm like, why are we all so separated and segregated in the 2000s? It doesn't make sense. And so I would call pastors and say, hey, pastor, my people... They like, they dance and speak in tongues and stuff, okay? I just want to let you know. And I know you don't do that, but would you just come in the room? Would you just come in the room? We'll, we'll take a moment to pray how you pray, and then you let us pray how we pray. We'll, we'll do it. We'll just learn from each other. And, and, and I would just call past. I would literally pick up the phone. They would say, who is this guy? What is wrong with you, brother? And you know what's, you know what's disheartening? A lot of them don't want it. They don't want it. Say, thank you so much. We're, we're thankful for what we're doing. We're going to keep to ourselves. And I said, man, listen, there's black people that live here, like white people that live here, Hispanic people, that, there's Indian people. Like, can't we all just do something together? I don't know. We're going to keep to what we're doing. And, uh, but that's what keeps me fighting. So try village. We do this for the glory of God. To say, God, we're all different but this is your mission field. Can I pray for you, family? Oh, God, I love you today. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your powerful just word. I thank you for my new family, Tri-Village. Thank you for the work you're doing here. I'm glad, God, that you have been such a light coming from this church, and I pray over them, Lord, that you would increase the flame upon their lives. And that the light that we see now would be multiplied as we move forward. Father, I pray that Missions Fest is just the beginning of what you're going to do. Father, the pandemic wasn't a surprise to you. So I pray, Lord, that as we navigate, listen to the Holy Spirit and discern what next steps are as it relates to our communities and congregations. God, that you would give us clarity. But we're here for you. And Lord, I want to end by saying this. Lord, we want our lights to shine before men. Why? So that you get all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you, family. Thank you for letting me be a part of this in Jesus' name. Insurance. I'll take it with me. ka sa amin at pagpalain mo kami at pasalangin nawa ang iyong mukha sa amin. Afin que l'on connaisse sur la terre ta voix et parmi toutes les nations ton salut. 
Alégrense y canten con júbilo las naciones, porque tú las gobiernas con rectitud. Tú guías a las naciones de la tierra. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. Villages, we respond with these last two songs.
As we come to the end of the service here, I would really want to encourage you, as, as I hope to do, to really engage what we've heard from Pastor Greg. Um, let the words of the songs we sing, we've been singing sink in, and, um, and even what we've prayed. And I want to invite you guys, as we're moving out of this time of worship, into the week ahead and into the weeks ahead, I want to invite you to, to think and consider a couple of things that we can do as a community. So the first is CareFest. Uh, we've talked about CareFest. We did some projects a little bit earlier in the summer. 
but we have very specific, specifically been working as a community here. We want to bless our community this fall. And so we have some projects and some things coming up, and I want to encourage you guys that connecting with others and sharing material resources is one of those, one of the most pressing and tangible ways that we can live out and shine our light. Um, and I would want to encourage you to shine your light in this way by getting involved. There's options to serve remotely. You don't have to do this as a team, but there's ways that we're going to get together in person as well. So registration's open. You can take a look at some of the projects we have and um, sign up for them starting now. The next thing as a community that we can do is keep our connection and keep our prayer. And you guys know that that we want to pray for each other all week long. The staff prays for us. And if you want to get connected with the staff, you can text either prayer or connect. And if you text prayer, share something specific with us that we can pray because we're praying for you weekly, but we would love to know specifically how we can pray. But if you connect, if you, if you text connect, then someone will reach back out to you and we would love to get connected with you. And that way it's important, especially in this, in this time where we have to be more intentional about how we're doing community. There, the third option is um, the, the thing that I want to tell you about is the, a prayer night that we have coming up. We've been doing prayer nights monthly. Um, in the past, it's been outside because of the cold. We're going to do this one inside. Um, but I really want to invite you guys to come out and join with people from the other campus and let's pray together. It's going to be inside. It's going to be at 5 p.m. It's going to be at the West Chicago campus. So we'll be wearing our masks inside the whole time. But you can find information about that online. And we just want you to keep that in your calendar. Let's, let's get together and pray. Um, so please, I'm about to give the benediction for us. But please just reminder, wait for the ushers to dismiss your row. And then we would love to gather outside. Uh, Pastor Greg, uh, if you want to catch up with him, he'll be outside as well. You can talk to him there. So let me give you the benediction. The Gospel of John said, says after Jesus' death and resurrection that he appeared to his disciples as they were gathered together. And when they saw him, they were filled with joy. And then Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Dry Village Church, you are the light of the world. You are, as Pastor Greg said, you are the light of the world. And you are sent.